Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. This is your host, Julian, Enlighten Me, and we have a good, good, great topic. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's staying uh, safe. It's a tornado down this way, so I'm inside for the day. But before we start, I'd like you to go ahead and go over to my YouTube channel, subscribe, enlighten me, as well as my podcast on uh, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, as well as Amazon Music now. 10 platforms, 45 countries, five-star rating. And uh, today, before we start, we have a, what, a middle school friend? I think, was it middle school or high school? Met. Oh, Naomi there? Mm-hmm. Was it middle school or high school when we met? Uh, it was like middle or no, it was high school because high school. you were in, you were in high school and I was in middle school. So, damn. All right. Well, yeah, my good uh, <laughs> high school friend right now. Uh, we know each other for, for uh, what quite some time now. Yeah, it's been so long. Years. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, times back in the day, we were younger, acting rampant, running the streets. But you know, I was um, honestly thinking about that. I thought I remembered a very specific time where, like, oh. It was just the the intimateness of our friendship, and it was hilarious. Like yes. thinking back on it, yeah, I was always uh, short. Was I short back then too? I mean, you were still taller than me. You still are taller than me. Okay, I feel better now. But yes, <laughs> we got a great subject. This is my good friend. We're going to be talking about uh, bipolar disorder. So uh, Naomi, if you can introduce yourself, it'd be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Naomi Thomas. Um, I have been living with bipolar disorder for um well for a very long time but i was officially diagnosed in 2017 um i am the product of a very loving but interesting type of household um i'm also biracial which throws a lot of interesting curves into the entire kind of thing as well um yeah so it should be fun to kind of like share my perspective and you have a possible upcoming business if i'm not mistaken yes correct i um, am starting a youtube channel um just to like further talk about my experiences with bipolar disorder and um it's not that i have been i feel like the most severe but i i have definitely had a very severe um time before so I feel like I can hopefully have people relate to me and make other people feel like they're not alone, like I kind mm. of felt for a really long time. And that's the point of my podcast, enlighten, instill wisdom and knowledge. So, you know, everybody's a story to tell, and that's what we're here for. Um, what is it? What did you say your uh, upcoming YouTube channel was? I don't think I caught that. Oh, yes. It's going to be um, perfectly imperfect. And mm. I am just actually going in and double checking really quick to make sure that there are no is i haven't um i haven't launched it yet so okay 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 do you have a time frame because i'm i'm gonna make sure i shot this out or just whenever you do launch it message me again i'll make sure i do a shout out so i can get people over your way yeah okay so it definitely is perfectly imperfect and you can also find it by my name naomi thomas um yeah and it should be it should be a really fun experience i've already filmed a couple of really like um emotional videos and just like really raw so it's it's been like a really um like a soothing like therapeutic kind of experience for me too yeah 
Would you consider yourself a perfectionist? No. Okay. Yeah, I think that's my downfall right there. <laughs> I think that's my downfall. And I have uh, another dude. He uh, fades, F-A-D-E-Z, I think two two underscore two two four. He does uh, Call of Duty, oh, 214 as I was. He does Call of Duty videos on TikTok, so make sure y'all give a shout out to him, show him some love, and let's get down to it. So when did you, or how did you find out you had bipolar disorder? Was it something you looked up, Google uh, degree, or did you go into a provider? Um, well, I always kind of wondered why I acted and was a certain kind of way. And it's something that carried um, through from my childhood until I was an adult. Um, and I had finally gotten a job where I had good health insurance. So I went to find myself um, like a PC and or as a CP, PC, PC, primary care, professional, professional, oh, P. He's on a P. Sure, why not? Let's add another one in there. That's right, PP. Um, <laughs> go, <laughs> go ahead, PP. Anyway, so I I finally got a doctor, and um, we had like we were having our first visit, and he was just asking me like all of these questions, and it was so in depth, and it was so many things that I like hadn't really had somebody ask me about myself, like e- like with my health specifically, and um, he was doing all of these different like questionnaires and he got to um, a mental health questionnaire. And I was, by that time I was being extremely honest and open with him. And he started asking me these questions and I started answering them. And I remember um, filling out the bipolar questionnaire and reading the different um, like examples and descriptions that they gave and they were all just like um how many times a month do you feel like a certain kind of feeling or um there was one that um is like my biggest uh flaw I feel like uh it asks if you go through cycles of like spending a lot of money Mm like making large purchases like on a whim and making like rash decisions. So um, I was answering this questionnaire and I just started like sobbing because everything started like making sense to me. It was just like, I'm not, um, I'm not doing these things maliciously. I'm not like, I'm, I'm not a crazy person. Like I just, (laughs) this is who I this is why I am the way that I am like it was finally understanding a part of myself um and so after we started um different medications um and so that was that's like a whole nother thing medications um but I in in my youth um had been hospitalized on two separate occasions um and I had, well, I, I'm going to say it in the way that I know is like super politically correct now. And I hope that people understand, but um, I had tried to unalive myself as a teenager. And that was one of the times that I was um, put into the hospital. Um, what age was this? I was 17. It was when my parents divorced. Okay. Okay. Now, do you think that was off the, you already had it prior and then that like kind of kickstarted it? Well, is that the catalyst to what that was? 
so um, I guess to, to go back a little bit further, um, I started self-harming myself in the fifth grade. Okay. Um, so, and, and to go back even further, I had been hearing voices um, and disassociating, which if you don't know what disassociating is, that's when um, your body is physically somewhere and there's something that you're physically doing, but your mind has been completely shut off and you have no connotation of time or anything you're just like removing yourself mentally from the situation and a lot of times mm. it's something that you don't have control over that's interesting i think some a gentleman from last podcast men's mental health he went through something a traumatic experience and he i think that's what happened with him yeah it okay. it does happen a lot with with traumas especially if it's like a stressor and then even the smallest thing can like remind you of it and then you just have to like go somewhere else is that like a um what can I say? Is it like a a defense mechanism? Or yeah, is it it's something it's, okay. It's definitely a coping strategy for sure. Okay. Um, so I had all of these different like signs of bipolar disorder from from a very young age. And um my parents uh, my father is a black man. Um, and the way that his side of the family always understood mental health was just, um, it's something that needs to be swept under the rug and like mm. not talked about. It's like, we don't, we don't want to label anything. We don't want to, to make it seem like it is, um, a flaw in our character or a, like a stain on our character. Like Interesting. Just, just that kind of like that's not something that we talk about keep it to yourself like get over it kind of scenario um and then my mother during the time was um very into like not having doctors and she at the time that I was young she was like anti-vaxxations and she like is really she was really into like herbs and like alternative medicine um okay. so when it came to like seeking mental help for me she wasn't she wasn't really like the best at it she's changed since then but during my youth it was not that great so when i um when i finally um tried to unalive myself for the first time i think it was kind of like a shock to the both of them and my dad kind of took it in um a very negative way um, and then my mom took it in a very, like, I guess she just kind of like changed the way that she thought about a lot of things. Um, at the time, they did not want me to be on medication. Um, and they did try to get me in therapy, but they were also having their own issues. And it became an expense that they really couldn't have. So I just stopped going. Um, so then when I finally like figured all of this out for myself and started like seeking some kind of assistance, um, in the beginning, it was very hard for both of them to be like, okay, with the fact that I wanted to do medications. Um, by by the time I was in my 20s, when when this all came to light, um, I had, I had definitely taken control of my mental health and my physical health in in my own kind of way, instead of being dependent upon the way that they felt about things. So when I stepped into the idea of taking medications, um, I didn't have a lot of support other than my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. Um, and so that was, a, it was a real kind of aloneness for me at that time. And then I 
had a issue at the beauty school that I was going to and it caused a whole like another deep deep like rooted depression and it was like really bad I had to take um, medical leave from school um, basically get a doctor's note and tell them that I wasn't going to come back until this the situation improved and um, at that time people were like slashing my tires it was like it was what? this yeah, what were like, you doing? At, what were you doing? Try, fighting them, threatening them, kicking oh their dog. Oh my god! Do you want me to tell you? Because it's kind of bad. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, okay, so we were in class, and I was uh, doing makeup on a, a client of the schools, and she asked a very innocent question. She asked why is the school not open on Sundays? Is it because of religious reasons? And I said, oh, no, we're just open Tuesday through Saturday. Sunday and Monday is our weekend. And she was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then I finished her makeup and, you know, she paid and left. And when I came back up to the classroom, the other girl in my class and my teacher were, um, like, upset, like, offended and my teacher goes, maybe I should have asked her what day they do female genital mutilation on. And I'm Wait, just what? like, uh, yes, those words came out of her mouth. And I was just like, oh, my God, you can't say that. Like, that's you cannot say that. And so it started this whole thing where I was like in a feud with them because I didn't agree to the way that they thought. Like um, the other girl in my classroom, like told other, one of my classmates that she didn't understand why I was so Black Lives Matter because I'm only half black. What? <laughs> yes. I was slash so, eight tires too, though. So where we yeah. Going? So so I I I just like I removed myself from it. It like it was like so it was so upsetting to me emotionally that like I took a break from school and um at one point yeah the same girl that was in my class like slashed my tires and um we had to get a camera because I lived three houses down from the beauty school so it was like this whole thing and um I got severely severely depressed and at the time I was also taking a medication called Seroquel um which one of the unfortunate side effects is that it also can increase um, like unaliving ideations or ideolations and things like that. And so, um, you know, you mix like that kind of like traumatic thing happening at your school and, and with your personal life. And then also like a severe sadness with the side effect of a medication that's supposed to be helping you. And um I, I basically drank a whole bunch of alcohol and then swallowed a handful of pills and my husband had to break down our bathroom door and like basically stop me from continuing and called 911 and stuff. So side note, that's like one of the reasons why we have such a deep connection is because he literally saved my life. So mm. yeah. Um, well, let me just say that that whole thing, I'd feel some type of way. So I understand that yours is a little more enhanced or, or more in depth, but I feel some type of way too. somebody slash my tires. I'm going to a place I'm trying to like, you know, start a career with I love and I enjoy. And y'all out here slashing my tires. Okay. All yeah, right. for sure. I just, I'm the type to wait two years though. I might need to edit that out. But uh, you know, <laughs> I still like I still see her like getting tagged and stuff all the time. Like she does lashes and stuff now, and it I don't know. It hurts my heart sometimes because I don't really do 
anything with my license right now and I haven't since like COVID um but like she's kind of like thriving in that scenario so it it's still kind of makes me angry that she's like that kind of hateful person and she's having like such a good time hey what goes around comes around I learned that at a young age so you know it may it may seem like you know everything's good on on her end but you never know Facebook and social media you know it's all like a mirror smokes and mirrors oh yeah for sure okay so let's go back so you were saying that um before that actually have you taken I think it was lithium is that that common uh, so lithium yeah lithium is used more for people with bipolar one so there are two different kinds of bipolar there is bipolar one and bipolar two and then i have actually been reading articles recently saying that they are investigating bipolar even further and saying that it's more of a spectrum um rather than just two individual like pieces so hmm. um at the time to- right now from my experience knowing um, what I know prior to the whole like spectrum thing coming out is that bipolar one is when you are um, manic depressive. And so you have you cycle through hypomania, which um, is more like um, extreme cleaning or um, like sporadic and and really hectic like amounts of spending like just in a bulk time. Um, like usually within one to two sittings or um, like thinking that you're invincible and like super awesome and beyond compare to anything and Mm. um, usually stopping your medications and stopping going to therapy because you feel like you don't need to do it anymore because you're healed. And, um, and you, you cycle through that like quickly and then your depression, um, it also comes in like smaller waves. Like it's, it's not as big, I guess, if that makes sense. And you have more periods where you have hypomania more than you have depression. And so then I have um, bipolar two and my depression is a lot more than my mania. Like I still have mania and I've noticed recently that I'm having longer periods of mania, but my depression is the biggest factor in, in what my bipolar is. Um, I also have generalized anxiety, uh, which has, it manifested a lot in my teenage years as well. Um, and it makes it to the point where I um, am like hearing the voices of the people around me, uh, like talking about me um Mm. and like it's like the voices in my head that are all of my self-doubts are like the voices of the people that I'm sitting around like if if it's so weird to think about but I literally will hear the voice of that person just saying these things about me and to me but they're not actually doing so you see their mouth move or you just they're just sitting there forward and you just hear them talking yeah it's just hearing them talking so even though their mouth's closed and they could be watching TV or on the bus, they're facing out the other window. You hear babies talk? I gotta ask. No, if they're looking at me, like if I if I am making any kind of eye contact or I can feel like the eyes of somebody even like looking at me for a second, that's when I feel it and that's when I hear it. Interesting. Is it? And this this doesn't happen often. Uh, it happens when I'm in social settings, actually, um, and it's just gotten worse and worse as I've gotten older. Hmm. 
you know what thinking about everything you're saying this is kind of like quantifying that i dated a girl who had uh who's bipolar didn't tell me so i was losing my mind i will admit she didn't tell me until later on and i think you said manic manic mania yeah manic Manic. Or having mania, yeah. I think she would excessively spend. I'm like, yo, this girl got bread for no reason. So she was ex- excessively spend um, highs and lows very quick. And she was, this is during COVID. So it's about two years ago. And she wasn't working because she worked for the school system. You know, school system was closed, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So she, she didn't have any medication. She couldn't get any medication. So th- that being said, like, she would just, like, vastly change. Like, there was no parallel. It just vastly mm-hmm. changed. And I was like, man. You know, I understand people can change up, like, I'm sorry, stuff like that. But it was night and day. And, again, she didn't tell me till probably about a month later on because I guess she thought I'd leave. And I just – I didn't know what to do. Like, she uh, – I think – what was she taking? She was taking some medication. And she was a good woman. I ain't going to lie. You know, cooking mm-hmm. and everything held me down, support, encouragement. But she would just get her lows where she didn't want to get out the bed. She didn't want to do anything. Then like 20 Aww. minutes later, 30 minutes later, she's like, let's go get some food. Let's go to beat ups. I'm like, huh? Like, what? I, th- I thought we we're going to cuddle. You know, I'm trying to cuddle. But, you know, so it was it was hard to gauge through those things. Yeah, that's definitely more bipolar one. Um, my personal times of depression last like weeks. Uh, my mm. worst lasted months. Um, my daughter is 10 now. And before and at the beginning of when my husband and I first started dating, um, she was four and then turning five years old and Mm. or no, she was three and then turning four years old. And um, I would wake up in the morning when she woke up, put her in front of the TV, make her breakfast and then go and lay in my bed. And I would lay in my bed and sleep and I would get up and go out when she would come to my door and ask me for something. But I just like the the desire to even move was so beyond low. Like all I did was lay and like cry and lay some more. And so I understand that kind of depression. Um, And especially as a mom. It's like a, it's, it is something that I would never wish on anyone. And does it make you sadder? Cause you know, in, internally, like you are thinking like, I do want to do something or did, 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 is there no like cognitive function of this is what it's, what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. You um, know what I'm it's, Can you decipher? It's, it's the want. Yeah. There's a want to get up and to be able mm. to do, but it's, okay. it's, it's so heavy. I, that's the best way to describe it is that it is so heavy and that you know that people need you and that you have responsibilities but this weight is so unbearable that you cannot accomplish those things mm, okay okay i think i think yeah I, i've experienced nothing to that extent but i'm like man i need to do these things i don't feel like doing it so yeah so no correlation. I, I, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like, that's, it's real though. Like there's people that will be like, oh yeah, no, there's times where I lay in my bed and I don't want to do stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I know how that's like. And then I'll talk about it and they'll be like, oh no, no, not like that at all. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, we're escalated quickly. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that, so it used to like, 
it, it used to be so weird to me, but I guess like now I understand a lot more. Um, especially like in the last couple of years, I, I joined a bipolar mom support group mm. and, uh, it's online on Facebook. It's the most amazing thing. There's like 6,000 women in it and they all just like talk about their experiences and we all just like help each other and lift each other up and give advice and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not rare. I was reading up, I guess there's like 2.8% of the U S adults have bipolar disorder, yes. one, one in uh, every uh, hundred people. So it's not, it's not uncommon. It's not rare. Yeah. It's just something that like, from from my experience like you just don't talk about it yeah and i think when people hear bipolar disorder they think i guess it can be could it be night and day could um it literally be night and day or do people sometimes. just exaggerate that off of the movies in hollywood being stupid well they kind of exaggerate that honestly like yeah, a lot um <laughs> it's like like if somebody's like oh i feel so bipolar right now like oh my god it's not that's it's that's kind of like an offensive thing really um because it's not it's not something that's so flippant it's like an emotionally disparaging thing and like it's in hollywood and stuff like that they just make it like they make it seem so quirky they make it seem like it's like that's just how women are or like when you're on your period you're bipolar and stuff like that it's just it's it's not those things yeah, Hollywood always messing up everything. Exaggerating. So yeah. you were saying that um, your husband, when you were in the bathroom, he saved you. And y'all have grown a deeper connection through your marriage and things like that. From that pivotal point, have you have you grown, I guess, more a part of bipolar disorder based upon the feelings and, like I said, you for feeling that your husband was able to provide? Or is it still um... set? No, it's definitely still a set, but it's been, um, it's been a source of encouragement. Like he always encourages Mm. me to take my medication. He encourages me to keep up with my therapy appointments. He encourages me like when I feel down and I'm getting like, um, like depressed and we got a good one. Yeah. When it's starting to become harder for me to do things, he picks up the slack and he he'll always tell me that it's like, okay, and how I'm feeling and that he's just that he'll always be there when I need him to be there. Like I, um, I'll, I'll kind of get to the point where our house will get like pretty untidy and he'll just come home on his one day off and like clean everything and set everything back in place. And there have been times that I, have just been laying in bed crying not able to even help him and he'll just come in and be like hey it's okay like I love you and I'm just going to support you and when you're ready to get up come and get up and we'll go and get some good food to eat so mm. that sounds like a damn old fairy tale today <laughs> yeah I well hubby am... we thank you hubby yeah, I'm very you were lucky. setting the standard and it's very pivotal you know that you are the standard that that's a lot of women want these days you know so Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Yeah, Bob, we love you. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so what is so what's your next step? And um, I guess you say you joined a group. Um, have you do you talk to people or mentor anybody or of younger age or how do you go about um, this? So I don't do a lot of mentoring or anything like that because I feel like I'm really in um, a very large like learning stage myself. Um, okay. Like what's happening with me right now, honestly, is that I have plateaued. 
um, I've gotten to the point where medication is only helping me so much and therapy is only helping me so much. And I need to take the next step to change the way that I have been processing things and change Mm. my life so that I can continue to better myself and be there more for my husband and my children. So what I'm doing right now is um, removing stressors um, and uh, working full time has always been a big stressor for me. So um, with the help of my doctor and my therapist and also a really awesome lawyer, um, I am applying for disability so that I do not have to work anymore. Um, and then when and if I get to the point where I can work, I can just get off of it and, um, you know, progress even further, I guess, is, if that makes sense. No, I will say since I've met you, you've always been aware of your surroundings and you've always been one of the like when I guess back in our day, we used to run around rampant. You always the intelligent one, like we probably shouldn't do this. Or did you know about <laughs> this? Or you be spitting some random facts. So I, I, that's very good that you're aware and taking a step back to analyze what's around you. Cause some people just move, 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 move. And they look back and like, dang, when did I do this? Why did I do this? But you're taking the proper measures and steps to, like, I need to support my husband. I need to go here. I need to do this. So that's, that's what's up. I've talked yeah, to I people always, I've and they always don't been see very it. aware. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not going to use names on here, but you know, <laughs> it's, it was wild back in the day. Oh my gosh. It and was wild. I can I just say that I love seeing how everyone has aged. I think that it is one of the glorious things about social media as yes. that you can see people's progression. And even if it's exaggerated a little bit, it's yeah. still, I just, I still love seeing everybody grow yeah some people are acting wild and crazy i know but... there are people that are not growing but i'm saying like... yeah i'm, I'm there they're, those people <laughs> they hook me up and i'm like hey what can i do to help you and you know you can't make anybody grow but it is yeah. nice it's seeing you grow i know um you post things and you know facebook algorithm i'll pick it up sometimes and sometimes i won't but when i do i'm always proud of i'm proud of everyone honestly and it's good oh yeah is i honestly anything... you're your algorithm shows me your stuff almost all the time. Like, it's so funny. Really? I have there's there's a couple of people that like I watch continuously, and you are one of them, and not in a creepy way. It's just like the way that it is. <laughs> no, yeah, no, Facebook's uh, ruling our brains, you know. But yeah, I try to I try to slow down posting. So I'd post every like three to four days now, and mm-hmm. it works a little bit because I knew I noticed that I was using Facebook and Instagram too much. So I'm like, yeah, it's trash. So I'm trying to digress, but at the same time, I'm trying to promote myself. So that's mm-hmm. that's the trying to find that healthy medium yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's damaging because I want to enjoy it, but then I gotta forcefully do it. So mm-hmm. I'll figure it out one day, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners or viewers before we wrap this up? Um, I guess don't be afraid. Like if you feel like you're experiencing something that kind of makes sense when you hear other people talk about bipolar or when you're like um, Googling late at night, the reasons why you do things, um, just start to get some help because there's so much help out there. Like there's so many avenues that you can take that will make it so that you are able to live a more comfortable and happy life. Is there, um, would you want, like if somebody needed to contact you with that, would you be willing to give your email up if they, you know, wanted some advice or anything like that? I know you don't mentor anybody, but would that be okay? Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, I let me pull up my page here again, and I'll get my email mm. from my YouTube, and we'll do it that way. 
That's right. Um, okay, so it's perfectly imperfect tube channel at gmail.com. So is it T U B E? Yeah, so it'll be have the T from imperfect and then the T from tube. Oh, okay, gotcha. So gotcha. double T's. But double yeah, T's, perfectly imperfect P-P's. YouTube channel at gmail.com. All right now. So everybody's trying to grow. Well, thank yeah, you. For sure. This was very uh I like this podcast. Usually I have too many people on, but it it gets pretty chaotic and I like chaos at the same time. But this yeah, was very sure. thorough straight to the point and what are you using a mic on your pc um actually i have um a set it's like a headphone set um i purchased this specifically for a job that i tried to do when i was in a bout of mania and i spent like 40 dollars on this headphones and they're uh they're really awesome yeah they are it's really clear i love them i don't even know what brand they are sorry oh no you're good that's i was like i heard i was like huh it's very clearly usually people use their cell phone or something like that. But this oh I see. I have to start suggesting that. But oh yeah, you. I love it. You're thank so you very again, welcome. Thank you so friend. much for having me come and talk. Of course. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate that. I might uh I don't know, I'm gonna be doing a prenup one here soon. So I don't know if you want to hop oh, on. Oh yeah, that I, I heard about the prenup one. well, I don't have a prenup, so I don't think what, that my... what is your quick analysis of a prenup? I understand why people I understand why people would have it. Mm. Um, I think that it is something that needs to be discussed between both parties yes. and it shouldn't be something that is like this is why here. Yeah, this is what's happening or we're not gonna be like a thing. Like I feel like it's something Damn. that should really be like both people need to come to an agreement on like why the yes. why behind it, I feel like. So yes. I, I do a hundred percent understand why people get it and I'm never gonna say like, Oh, you shouldn't do that. Like because that's not my place. It's not my marriage. Okay. Spitting facts on the way out. Well, thank you again, Naomi. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that's it, you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Enlighten Me. Make sure you show Naomi some love. And we're tuning out.